Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. Hi, I'm glad to be back with you today. And this is How to Keep Your First Love. Immediately upon salvation, the Spirit of God enters our life and confirms that a new relationship has been established with God. The scripture says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. God's Spirit within us produces love for and obedience to God and His Word. As long as we're obedient upon God for our strength and are obedient to His Word, we experience the grace of the new Christian's first love. But it's very easy to grieve the Spirit of God and to leave our first love. Can we leave our first love? Well, the book of Revelation chapter 2 talks to the church at Ephesus and it says, I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent. And do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. How do we leave our first love? Well, it's not because of not working for God. No, we can be very busy for God and still not have the joy of our first love. The church at Ephesus had left its first love, but they had works and labor. They even labored for the right person, for the right cause. It's not because of not reading the Bible. No, we can have all the knowledge of the Bible and still lose our first love. The Pharisees knew the scriptures very well. And the church which left its first love, they also knew the word. They used the word to check the authenticity of apostles. Is it because of not praying? No, I think we can pray and still be spiritually cold. Is it because of not witnessing? Again, I think it's possible to witness and still have a dullness in our souls. The labor of the church which left its first love certainly included witnessing. They witnessed to the truth, did not become faint-hearted. But we leave our first love when we lose our daily awareness of our need for God. Our need for God is the very motivation that brings us to salvation. However, Once God begins to meet our needs, we tend to forget that we have them. We become rich and increased with goods and feel that we don't need anything. And then we lose our first love. We see a process in God's dealing with his own people. God led Israel out of bondage in Egypt to the promised land. And each step of the way brought new needs which were far beyond their ability to meet. Deliverance from the pursuing Egyptian army. Then they needed food, water. There were over 2 million, maybe 3 million people. You can imagine how much food and water in the barren desert that would take. 
and they needed direction on where to go, when to move. And all through those years, God did not allow the Israelites to plant crops, to build houses. They were totally dependent upon His provision, His direction, His protection. Even the absence of manna one day each week was a powerful reminder not to take Him for granted. When the Israelites reached the edge of the Promised Land, God predicted that they would lose their love for Him. And He told them exactly what would happen. And it's the very same sequence that takes place in our lives today. But first love is kept by realizing our daily need for God. How would we lose our sense of need? Because as soon as God allowed His people to enjoy the abundant provisions of the promised land, they forgot the idea of a day-by-day provision for their needs. They no longer counted on the hand of God for bread, but trusted in their own hands to raise from the land the crops that they needed. They no longer needed God to keep their shoes from wearing out. They multiplied their gold and silver so that they could buy all the shoes they wanted. But before long, the very warning that God gave them beforehand came true. He said, Beware, this is found in Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 14. Beware, lest when thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built goodly homes, and dwelt therein, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart shall be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God. Often we are very aware of our physical needs, but we must also become more and more aware that our own spiritual, mental, and emotional needs must be met. The more we are aware of all these needs, the more intense is our prayer. And the more we are aware of the needs of others, the more intense is our intercession and prayer. The more we are aware of God's meeting those needs, the more genuine is our thanksgiving. And the more we tell others of His greatness in meeting these needs, the more sincere truly is our praise. And so when we secure for the future and are well-fed for the present, we begin to believe that we can avoid the consequences of violating God's standards. We lose our fear of the Lord. We become bold in doing those things which displease Him. And we don't fear He's not going to meet our daily needs because they're already met. In Proverbs 38 and 9, here's the wisdom. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and take the name of my God in vain. How do things become idols? When God provides for our needs, we tend to become vain and think that it was our own strength, our own wisdom that met our needs. We become ungrateful, fail to maintain our dependence upon God, and instead... We depend upon our own abilities, wisdom, strength, and resources. For example, if we expect money to do for us what only God can do, then money has become our God. We begin to build our lives around our source of security. And when problems which are beyond our resources to solve come and threaten our security, we experience fear. Fear of loss of God's signal that we have transferred our dependence from Him to something or someone else. Fear may be the signal that God is getting ready to remove a false God from our lives 
so that we can once again realize our need for Him. Maybe just now, think about what things are important to you. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? Have you committed each one of those things to the Lord? And by doing that, can you be able to thank God, whether He allows you to keep those things or not, that you will not lose your first love, your dependence day by day upon the Lord your God. I hope this has in some way been an encouragement and a blessing and a little source of help for you. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.